Hey, how's it going? This is Braden with Noble Sports Guys. Man, I'm excited to come to you this week with this episode. We know on Friday we're going to cap off the AFC with discussing the AFC South because they're the last division we haven't touched. But today we're going to talk a little bit about something different. We're going to focus on the free agency and some trades and some moves that have happened. And we're also going to dissect a possible Russell Wilson trade. Though, being a diehard Seahawks fan, I will literally cry if we trade Russell Wilson because he is the reason why we have a winning franchise currently. Without him, we're nobody. I said that right. This is the only time you will hear me say the Seahawks will suck without Russell Wilson. Alright, so let's dive in. Now, a trade happened yesterday morning that caught some people off by surprise, I guess. It was uh, Trent Brown of the Raiders. He's an offensive tackle. He a pretty solid offensive tackle. Got traded to the Patriots, which should help out their offensive line and whoever's playing quarterback for them, because that's still a toss-up. Who knows? But that being said, it's a win for both sides. The Raiders get another pick and save some money in the cap, and the Patriots get a solid offensive tackle. Now, something else that happened, too, is franchise tag deadline was yesterday. For those of you who do not know what a franchise tag is, that's great. Let me explain it to you. That's why I started this podcast. It's to help people who don't know much about football learn a little bit about football and for those who do know football to kind of hear my input. Now that's let's get into the franchise tag. So what a franchise tag is, it's when a player fails to agree to a contract with the, their team. So a perfect example is Dak Prescott of the Cowboys last season. He wanted more money than what the Cowboys were going to pay him. They couldn't reach a contract deadlines so what the Cowboys did is they franchise tagged it basically means that you are with that team for another year even though you don't have a contract and you are paid basically the market value of your position so it can be quite expensive depending on who you franchise tag and it was expensive for the Cowboys and we'll get into the Cowboys in a little bit about what happened there but there are some surprising people who did not get franchise tagged Though it may not be a surprise to most Seahawks fans because we hardly tend to franchise people just because it's an expensive process. We didn't franchise Shaquille Griffin, our corner, or Chris Carson, our running back. So I'm safe to say I bet you both of those players are gone. I wish Chris Carson the best of luck. He was a solid pickup. He was a seventh-round draft pick and was a Grand improvement to our run game. There were some other snubs, I guess, for franchise tags, you could say. Von Miller of the Broncos. You've got Dupree of the Steelers. You've got a couple other players who were surprised that they didn't get signed franchise tags. And then you've got players like Allen Robinson of the Bears, who basically is stuck with the Bears. And Chris Godwin is able to stay with the Buccaneers. So we'll see how deadly the Buccaneers are. So now, let's get into something a little bit more fun with this, not as cut and dry.
So like you guys know, I often refer to Soaring Sports and their hosts constantly, and they've been on a couple of my episodes. So we have a group chat on Facebook, basically, where we talk about things that are going on in the sports world. Because though this is a podcast focused mainly on football, I do know enough about other sports that I could give in my two cents, whether it's basketball, soccer, hockey, you name it, I probably know something about it. So Braden, not me, the other Braden, <laughs> uh, he sent a thing about Ryan Fitzpatrick. If you don't know who Ryan Fitzpatrick is or Fitzpatrick Magic, he's basically been a backup quarterback, kind of a starter for a large portion of his career. He's a quarterback. He recently just finished playing with the Dolphins. Now, it's not confirmed, but it looks like he may retire after this season just because he's been in the league for a long time. He's made a ton of money, and he, he's he been a solid backup, in my opinion. Now, this picture that Braden sent in the group chat said, do you feel that he is Hall of Fame worthy? And if so, he needs to be voted into the Pro Bowl, so he's eligible for the Hall of Fame. So we need to vote for him to be in the Pro Bowl next season. Now, I don't think he's Hall of Fame worthy. The Hall of Fame is not meant for backups or gadget players or whatever. It's made for the best of the best. And I know someone who deserves it who still is not in the Hall of Fame is Terrell Owens. He definitely deserves to be in there. But the Hall of Fame was created to showcase the best of the best. And, I mean, I guess someone may argue he's the one of the best backup quarterbacks. I still don't think he should be able to uh, make it into the Hall of Fame. That's just my two cents, but... Let me know your thoughts on it, whether you think he is Hall of Fame worthy or if he is, should we vote him in the Pro Bowl just so that he has a chance. You know how to get a hold of me. You can send me a message on Facebook or Instagram or shoot me an email at noblesportsguy at gmail.com. Now, on to the Cowboys news. This was something that was exciting, I guess. For some Cowboys fans, one of my good friends, Hunter Rawson, who's a big old Cowboys fan, didn't really know much about it. I'm kind of the one that's been helping keep up to date with sports, I guess, with football, because he's really busy. Well, the Cowboys finally agreed to a huge old contract for Derek, or Derek, Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is, in my opinion, he's a pretty good quarterback. He's not top five, but he's pretty close to top five. He started having a killer year last season, was leading the league in touchdowns and passing yards, and unfortunately dislocated his ankle pretty early on, and that kind of derailed this whole entire season. And he was on a franchise tag, so a lot of people were like, are the Cowboys going to keep Dak, or are they going to move on? And you heard Russell Wilson say that that's one of the locations, if he was to be traded, that he would agree to a trade there. Now, that's obviously not going to happen because they reached to a deal of $160 million. And it's it's crazy. He's going to be making about $40 million a year with a $66 million signing bonus. Pretty impressive. 
Now, it's also gutsy on the Cowboys, in my opinion, because though I want Dak to have success, who wants ill towards anyone, it's it's going to be tough. He's coming off of a dislocated ankle. It's hard to come back with those leg injuries, especially mobile quarterbacks, when your leg is your life. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how he does it, but I guess the Cowboys basically said, we don't want to participate in free agency. We're just going to sign Dak to this big old contract. I mean, congratulations, Dak. I hope you have success and you can maybe <laughs> have a winning record against above 500 teams. That's just my two cents. And we also saw that Ben Roethlisberger reconstructed his contract and is coming back for another season with the Steelers. Now, I think this is a bad move on the Steelers' part because he is on the downcline. He is past his last leg. The Steelers need to move on. There's a lot of decent backups and potentially starters with Marcus Mariota. I think he could be a good fit. And there's quite a few quarterbacks in the draft. I think the Steelers really need to consider about maybe changing horses. Because Ben Roethlisberger has had an amazing career, but it is time to hang up the cleats or at least get a rookie in there and have them learn from Ben Roethlisberger because I don't think you guys are going to do very good if you keep riding that horse. All right, so now we're to the last segment of this episode, one that's going to pain me to talk about. I was originally going to do this episode with Sean Garvin, my good pal, but like I said last week, it's sometimes hard to coordinate with people because this isn't my full-time job. I wish it was. This is just a hobby that I'm slowly starting to make money off of. But I I have a full-time job. I'm also a full-time college student. I'm studying marketing at the University of Purdue Global, um, the online version of Purdue, with the hope of going into the sports marketing world. And I'm also a husband and a dad. Now, priority, my daughter and my wife come number one to everything. So that's why my episodes are kind of sporadic. But I've been pretty solid of keeping two episodes a week. And unfortunately, Sean also has a pretty young daughter. It was just hard to get our schedules to mesh. He is a Bears fan, and I hope to get him on when we talk about the Bears. But The reason we wanted to have him on this episode is because the Bears, if a trade were to happen, are the absolute favorites to get Russell Wilson. Like I said, I'm going to give an unpopular take, and I might get a lot of flack from my fellow Seahawks fans, but I would rather get rid of Pete Carroll than Russell Wilson. I think we've passed the Pete Carroll train. We need to get rid of him. But when I focus about the NFC West, we'll talk about that. So... A possible trade, whoever wants to trade for Russell Wilson better be ready to give up the farm. Because one, it's going to cost Seattle $39 million towards the cap, which is not good. That is number one flag for me that says a trade's not going to happen this offseason, or at least not before June 1st. The number two red flag for this is is Russell Wilson has a no-trade clause in his contract, which means if he wants to be traded, he has to okay it. So 
In reality, Russell Wilson holds the ball in his court. So, there's that. I don't know. I I just don't think he will be traded, but it's it's fun to do the hypothetical what-if scenarios. So, who's ever going to trade for him has to give up the farm, essentially, for one player. Russell Wilson is worth it, though. In his nine seasons with Seattle, he has had a winning season every single year and only missed the playoffs once with a 9-7 and seven record. And they could have made the playoffs if Blair Walsh wasn't their kicker. Anyone who remembers Blair Walsh, he's a horrible kicker. Probably one of the worst in the game. I don't know why he was even considered a professional kicker. He played for the Vikings. It was the Seahawks-Vikings divisional game, I believe, or wildcard game in the playoffs a couple of years ago. And the Seahawks are up 10-9. to And it's a little cheap shot field goal that Blair Walsh should be able to make. And he kicks it wide left. <laughs> and the Seahawks go on to win the game. And what do the Seahawks do? They get rid of Hauschka, our all-star kicker, and sign Blair Walsh. It was the dumbest move. There was at least three or four games that we lost because he couldn't make field goals. So you tell me, but I, we should have made the playoffs that year too. Uh, but he's had a winning record all nine years, leads basically every statistic in Seahawks history, and has a couple records or former records in NFL history as well, as well as winning the Walter Payton Man of the Year. The one thing that is surprising to me, he has yet to receive an MVP vote. I hope that'll change next season, but we'll see. Um, so what a trade would definitely look like. Russell Wilson did say if he were to be traded, it's a big hypothetical situation. And I honestly think the media is just throwing crap towards the wall and seeing what sticks. Because honestly, there's too many reports that I really believe. I don't believe half of them. But Russell did say if he was going to be traded, that he would only go to four teams. The Cowboys, the Bears, the Saints, and the Raiders. Well, the Cowboys, you can essentially say they're off the list because they signed Dak to that big old extension, giving him $40 million a year. The Saints, I'm sorry, Saints fans, it's not going to happen. You guys are literally screwed with your mismanagement of money you are so over and cap money that there's no way it's going to happen now the two possible logical situations is one the Raiders and or the Bears now what it would look like for a Bears trade it's going to cost them a lot I would say it's going to cost them their next three first round draft picks so this year next year and the following year, and maybe one or two second or third round picks. That's just the picks aspect for one player. I also think it's going to cost them probably Khalil Mack and Nick Foles, and maybe Akeem Hicks, but we'll see. We'll see uh, if that actually does happen. Uh, That's essentially a lot for one player but the bears would have to make room for his big old contract because russell wilson is making 35 million dollars a year 
And the one aspect that why I think you'd want to go to the Bears is it would be a rebuilding process. And they did keep Allen Robinson, which is he's a decent wide receiver and they have decent young running backs. So I could possibly see it happening, but uh, it's not likely, not likely that they are willing to trade that much for Russell Wilson. Now, the other team is the Raiders, and honestly, being from Vegas, I wouldn't mind this trade. I would hate if the Seahawks got rid of him, but at least he would go to the Raiders, who are in Las Vegas, because I am a huge Russell Wilson fan. I do think it was out of character for him to talk out the way he did, and honestly, being being a former lineman slash linebacker, that's not smart to call out your linemen on, in the public view. I wouldn't be surprised at the first game of the season if he gets sacked a couple times in retaliation from his offensive linemen. Usually you want to reward your offensive linemen, not talk trash about them. But for the Raiders, it's going to cost them a bit too. I would say the same about draft picks. And what's more intriguing is... The Raiders still want to stay with Derek Carr. I don't understand. Derek Carr is average at best. He's not that great of a quarterback, but he kind of he can kind of get the job done. So that being said, if they don't get rid of Carr, what what I possibly could be see happening is all those draft picks, a Russell Wilson and a Derek Carr flip flop, and probably. Someone on the defense, I don't know who, but I could see two players and four or five draft picks really being the cost of Russell Wilson. And who knows, maybe it does happen, but I don't think it happens with Fortune first because Seattle doesn't want to take that dead cap. Now, I did say that was the last segment, but I did forget something. I don't want to forget the few fans that have sent in stuff. A couple people asked me, why did the Seahawks cut Carl Dunlap? And let me talk to you about that. Now, like we've said in previous episodes, the cap is not very good this season. It's $182.5 million. So basically, if you don't remember what the cap is, that's the amount of money a team can spend on, on their team, on players and all that stuff. So the more money you put, to certain players, the less money you have. And you notice that quarterbacks that get paid a ton of money, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Patrick Mahomes, now Dak Prescott, they don't tend to win very many Super Bowls. You look at Tom Brady. Tom Brady has been willing to take pay cuts every year, and he's won seven Super Bowls. So I understand you got to get paid, but maybe take a playbook out of Tom Brady's book and take a pay cut just a bit. Uh, so with the cap being so low, they the Seahawks had to make some moves because they've got some big names that they either need to re-sign or consider moving on. Because one thing Russell did say is he wants a better offensive line. And that happens through free agency in the draft. But only the Seahawks having four draft picks, it's going to be hard. So 
they cut Carlos Dunlap, even though he had a stellar season for the Seahawks when he got traded from the Bengals. He was set to make $14 million next year, and he's, he's still a solid and amazing player, but he's getting towards the end of his career, like the, the back half of his career. He's still probably got five or six seasons left in him, maybe more. Uh, but uh, that being said, I don't think a defensive end should be making $14 million a year. I, I could be wrong. I'm not a GM or a player, but he, they, they cut him so that they could save that money, but it is anticipated that they will make an effort to re-sign him to a team-friendly deal that benefits both him and the team because I would love to have him back. He was stellar. The Clowney experiment was a fail, and the Dunlop experiment was not. So that's basically the hoopla that's going on right now in the NFL. You know, like I said, we're going to talk about the AFC South this following this following Friday. And if you guys have not seen my latest post on Facebook and Instagram, go ahead and look at it. But I'm going to tell you about it because I'm awesome. Just kidding. Because um, I'm trying to grow my platform and have you guys be able to participate more in my podcast. So the post from last night, I basically, if you don't know this, I finally decided to drop merchandise. I have shirts, t-shirts, jerseys, jackets, a whole bunch of things, and even masks up for sale. It's bonfire, B-O-N-F-I-R-E dot com slash noble sports guys. You type that in and my shop will pop up, and there's a whole bunch of different things that you can buy, but I decided since I have had some success that I want to essentially scratch your back for scratching my back, if you get what I mean. So I'm doing a contest where I'm going to give away a free mask to one person. I'm having a raffle next Friday the 19th. Basically, all you have to do is three things. It's really simple. One, Either like my Facebook or Instagram page. Two, tag your friends, family, anyone in that post. And number three, when I post this episode, share it. It's that simple. And you win some free merch out of it. Now, I've also been made aware that Soaring Sports Guys also has merchandise out as well. I don't know their site yet, but if you are interested in their merch or want to continue to listen to their podcasts, find them on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. They've got some great content. They just recently posted something about the NBA, about who their predictions of MVP candidates and whatnot. So it's been a pleasure. Like I've been saying, stay classy, Las Vegas. Bye.